So I'm having lunch today, by the way, at Bob Baumhauer's restaurant, and then I get this uh, message from uh, Dan Jennings that uh, Bill Parcells is going to join us. So I could, we could go on for a half an hour introducing, but let me suffice to say, okay, the Hall of Fame, we all know that, but you're now, me and Mr. Parcells are the only ones in this studio that ever lived in Upper Saddle River. Beat that. I, uh, you win. I, I'm sure it must be one heck of a place in Jersey, right? It's got to be Jersey. Oh, I'm sure Elmer's has a plaque there for him. Am I right, Bill? <laughs> Is that right? You are You are right. Uh, they closed Elmer's a few years back. But I had moved from Upper Saddle River, but I used to go there every morning. So it was kind of a staple in the town there. How about that? Now, see, you guys have something in common from the good days. That's right. Awesome. Hey. Uh, Bill, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, listeners, uh, goes without any introduction needed, but Hall of Fame coach and two-time Super Bowl champion Bill Parcells. And, uh, Bill, wanted you to come on and talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl just left here. And one great thing about the Senior Bowl, you get to see tomorrow's stars here in Mobile. I know you've been many times, but it leads in – to the the grand finale of football at all levels, and that's the Super Bowl. And um, you guys, you won with the Giants in 87 and then again in 91. And I just wanted you to talk about, number one, how hard it is to get there um, and what that first one meant to you and then going back and the things that you learned from winning one time and then going again and maybe less the distractions? Well, you know, we had had a pretty good team. This was this is the 87, but it's the 86 season. We had a pretty good team in 85, and uh, the players' confidence was growing. The Chicago Bears beat us in Chicago, and kind of in the locker room after the game, um, uh, that was kind of like the first time that the players were starting to talk about we're going to be a little more ready next time we get to this position. So it was really a year in advance where the, I think the players kind of were making a little commitment to themselves mm-hmm. and uh, because the Bears had had a good team in 85, if you remember. Their defense was outstanding and you know, we kind of learned that we needed to kind of put it up a notch if we wanted to compete with them. So going the next year, we were in a pretty strong division. Washington was, of course, good with Joe Gibbs there. They'd been to a couple Super Bowls. And uh, the Cowboys were pretty good. Philadelphia had Buddy Ryan. They were getting a little stronger. So the division kind of set us up. We played very good. We lost the first game of the season in Dallas, but we we wound up at the last part of the season winning 13 straight, and we were ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, we had played Denver in the regular season. That was our opponent. We had beaten them in New York in a close game, but we were a much better team by the time the Super Bowl rolled around. We, we kind of went through the playoffs relatively easily, uh, and uh, when we got to the game, it was 
wound up being close at the half, but we kind of pulled away. That was a good experience. Uh, we had two weeks of preparation. Uh, we practiced Thursday, Friday, and Saturday the first week and got a lot of our work done. We flew to the West Coast. Game was in Pasadena on Sunday. Practiced hard on Monday. Tuesday was media day. Told the players, enjoy this. This could be the highlight of your athletic life. Mm-hmm. I want you to enjoy the media and then get back to work Wednesday. And by Friday, we were just looking for things to do mm-hmm. because we were ready for the game and the players were antsy. And by Sunday rolled around, we were ready to go and we played pretty well. Second time, uh, we only had one week. We flew right from the finals of the NFC Championship in San Francisco, San Francisco to Tampa Bay. Uh, we just flew right down there, and we were set up. And I told the players, you know, we had no insurance that we're going to even be going. But I told them I was bringing clothes for 10 days, <laughs> and they could do what they wanted. And that kind of, they got a kick out of that. So some of them brought their big suitcases, and sure enough, we wound up going down there to Tampa to play Buffalo. But we had to get down to business right away. Uh, we had played Buffalo in preseason that year and in the regular season. They had beaten us in New York by like three or four points. And, but we learned a little bit about that no huddle offense when we played them there in the regular season. And uh, we were a little bit better prepared for that. And, and we were able to win a very, very close game. Game could have gone either way, but we controlled the ball for a long period of time in that game, and that was probably the difference. Do you do you feel like, I, I guess my first question is, why only one week of preparation? Was that handed down from the league, or was that due to scheduling? Yeah, that was the schedule. There were two weeks between the first Super Bowl, but I think, uh, you know, there was some reason why it was just one week this year, and... That's all we had. So you know, you know how it is. They schedule the games. You got to show up and be ready to play. Okay, we're on here live with Bill Parcells discussing uh, his Super Bowls of uh, '87 and '91. You've been two times and a two-time winner. Let me ask you: Do you feel like the experience from '87 and now that I know that it was only one week to prepare for '91? You personally, did it help you put in the game plan oh, yeah. and stay focused? Our whole, our whole organization, from an organizational standpoint, logistics, getting down, tickets, and all those things that the players have questions about, guests and family and friends, you know, wives. It was, it was easy the second time because the, the staff had, the office staff knew what to do and, and they'd been through it once before. and So that really went relatively smoothly, considering we just had a short period of time. And you know what I told the players both times? I said, I'm going to worry about everything else. You worry about getting ready to play the game. We'll take care of everything else for you. And, and certainly the, 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 organ, the giant organization assisted us in doing that. In fact, they, were, they did most of it. So... 
that thought was ready to go. Outstanding. I I watched last night, uh, Coach the the uh, I guess it's you call it the media day, and uh, nowadays with all the social media and the different outlets, um, it sounds like your first Super Bowl you went to, you had a few off days where guys maybe got to to rest themselves and heal the bumps and bruises. How big a distraction? Right. Uh, I mean, can it be a distraction, the media days and the questions I heard asked last night? Some of them get pretty silly, but I'm sure, you know, to appease the fans is part of what the NFL has to do. Well, you know, you you all have a, uh, the times for the media are relegated. So when you go to the Super Bowl, you have a certain time of the day that you have to be available to the media. Tuesday was the whole day. They're having, you know, you're just the teams coming in. It's the first time to talk to you. So that was the whole day. So from Wednesday on out in California, we were like 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. They had to be available from like 10 to 10.45 or 10 to 11, whatever it was. So we just worked around that, practiced afterwards, had a meeting before, practiced after, and then went on with it, did the same thing the next day. So it really wasn't you know, too bad. What happens is in the team hotel, the the fans kind of are a little, you know, they want to talk to everybody and get kids to sign. And so that's a little bit of a problem. So on Friday night after Friday morning's practice, we just went to a different hotel, kind of a hideout, and nobody knew where we were. Mm-hmm. And so we had all Friday night, Saturday, and then, we left for the, for the game Sunday and played on Sunday. So I, I watched the interview last night with Andy Reid. He's been there before. He certainly looks like calm and cool and everything he does. And Sirianni, I think, was on one of the Reid staffs. But first time for him. Uh, your first trip, did you have anyone that you reached out to that kind of helped you with some of the mental things of preparation? Well, I did talk to Al Davis. Uh, he had been a good confidant to me. I don't know why we, we got along so well from the time I was a young guy in college. I played in an all-star game for him, and he kind of became my friend then and assisted me all the way through. And But he was a guy I could always talk to. I remember calling him before that thing and, he said, you know, you just have tight security and just make sure you can control your team and don't let them, you know, get going crazy out there. He said, because it can happen. Mm-hmm. People will be tugging at them. And you just have to make sure you you get, get them to keep their eye on the eagle, so to speak. Yeah. Did he drop the just win baby on you? Well, that was understood. <laughs> That's why you went. <laughs> That's right. That was on the stuff. Well, I'm uh, so. Shervanian, the New Jersey guy, and uh, I had a couple of questions relative to Super Bowls, and, and I'm hoping you can stay through our commercial break because we'd like to get your take on the two teams. But I want to ask you a couple of questions uh, about the narratives. One is, of course, Tom Brady stepping down after 23 years, and, and any any story is, well, he won seven Super Bowls. What What is kind of lost to some is that, he quarterbacked two Super Bowls, which they lost to the Giants, 
and two of your former coaches were involved. And now I'm reading a book by Tommy Coughlin on the 07 victory over the undefeated Patriots. I'm just kind of curious, how were the Giants able to beat the Patriots twice with Brady quarterbacking the Patriots? Well, the Giants had a very good pass rush in those days. Michael Strahan and some of those guys. And they were able to pressure him up the middle a little bit. And that's very important to try to get a guy like Brady off his mark because he can just sit back there and throw it. He's going to hurt you. Uh, I think the Giants had some in-season experience with the Patriots. And that kind of gave them a little confidence of knowing that they could compete with them. And sure enough, they were fortunate enough to a couple of times. That second one now, you know, there was a little luck involved in that second one with that, uh, I believe it's David Tyree catch and kind of pinned the ball on his helmet there. And then they threw a touchdown to Plaxico Bears. But uh, they they were hotly contested games. Could have gone either way. But, you know, in these kind of games, little things will make a big difference, and that's that's what happened in those games. My but other, Brady, it's a remarkable career. My other question is, Sean Payton, who worked with you, what do you think about Payton hooking up with Denver, and did the Saints get enough in return for Sean Payton? Well, I mean, that remains to be seen. Uh, if if, if he's not successful in Denver, yeah, they got a lot. If he if he's very successful in Denver and takes them to a Super Bowl, then people say they, they didn't get enough. But uh, Sean has a very good relationship with the Saints, and I'm sure they had some agreement uh, with the GM there, Mickey Loomis, a longtime friend of Sean's. So... I think they worked it out. We'll see. Every job is a new job. Every challenge is a new one. And Denver's got some pretty good defensive pieces. They obviously need to improve their offense. And, and uh, of course, Russell Wilson. We'll see if he can kind of um, get revitalized and get back on track to being the guy that he was a few couple of years ago. So if he can, then... Sean will have one of the most important pieces in place. And if he can't, he'll be looking for one like everybody else. Coach Michael Bronner, I'd love to ask you your thoughts on today's game, maybe how you would differently deal with today's players, not only today's players, but the game is coached so differently today as well, analytics and fourth down mentality. How would you handle things differently if you were coaching in today's game? Well, Analytics to me are statistics and probabilities, and we all always use those. That that was a new term for some old stuff, and we all always use statistics. The only problem with analytics and probabilities when they tell you to go for it on fourth and one, and you should do it, they don't know who's playing on the other side. Those people that analyze the situation. They don't know if Reggie White is over there, and that decreases your possibility. So that's the thing I think about analytics that can be a little deceiving. The people doing the analytics are just working with numbers and probability, and 
we all use those statistics, but they don't know who's playing. And who's playing can make a big difference on what the actuality of that probability is. We're speaking with Coach Bill Parcells, Hall of Famer, NFL, and uh, Coach, I, I can concur 100% with that because in our sport in baseball, uh, just what you alluded to happens a lot. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a new vernacular for statistics that we've all used. I remember you and I sitting upstairs one day and you're talking about hidden yards in a football game. And I was mesmerized right. with the thought of, of that and how – how that comes into play over the course of 60 minutes and the value that it truly has in the outcome of a game. And, uh, you know, though, things like that to the common fan, they don't see it. And, and, you know, if you have a Reggie White over there on fourth and one, that's a heck of a lot different than pulling that up on a computer for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's different. And so, but I'm not dismissing good analytical study of situations, though, that's that can be very important, and and I I agree with that aspect of it. But what I don't agree with is just blatantly saying, "Well, you should go for it here because your chances of getting is in greater." But as I said, the people on the other side might be different, and they might the chances might not really be as good as what it appears to be. Coach, we have just about a minute. Can you give me your assessment? Who's going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? Help us out. This is a very tough one for me. Um, you know, I quite frankly will have a little trouble rooting for the Eagles since one, they were one of my main rivals throughout my coaching career. But I think they have overall probably the deeper squad. I think Kansas City has the best two players, Mahomes and Kelsey. And I think Kansas City has the advantage in the coaching because Andy has been to a couple of them. So that's what I would say. I know I'm not helping you out much (laughs) because I do think Philadelphia has depth and they have ability. And if they can run the ball on Kansas City's defense and rush the quarterback and get Kansas City players behind, I think they, they, they could win the game easily. But that Mahomes, he's something special. Yes. Coach, I can't thank you enough. We all appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. I hope we get you back someday real soon. Thank you so much, Bill. See you in okay, spring training, guys. Bill. Thank you. Okay, Dan.